God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, Hevziba. God bless you, Papa C. God bless you, Esmel. God bless you, Jennifer Anderson. God bless you, Anita Pobi. God bless you, Kwekushra. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Just keep sharing, just keep sharing, just keep sharing.
God bless you. Just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. God bless you all for joining. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. Father, we bless you. We give you all the praise and the glory. Just keep sharing. God bless you, Becky. God bless you. Just keep sharing.
Father, we bless you. We give you praise. We honor you. Lift up your voice wherever you are. Begin to bless the name of the Lord wherever you are. Just lift up your voice. Begin to bless the Lord. Begin to bless the Lord. Father, we bless you. We give you all the praise and the glory. We honor you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 We bless you. We give you praise. We honor you, Lord. May your name alone be glorified. Mighty God, we bless you. Mighty God, we bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your voice, begin to bless the Lord. We exalt you, Thank you, Father. Just keep sharing, just keep sharing. Da 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 da. 
Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Within a few minutes, we are zooming into the Word of God. Thank you, Father. God bless you, son. Prophet George Kojo Imprim. God bless you, son. 
The Lord bless you and keep you strong. Miracle hour, God bless you. Just keep sharing. Within a few minutes, we are zooming into the word of God. Thank you, Father. Father, we bless you. We give you praise and the glory. We honor you, O God. Even for such an awesome time in your presence, we give you all the praise. Tonight we have gathered, O Lord, under your feet, not before any man, but unto thee. Therefore, we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus that you will breathe upon us your power. Let there be a transformation on the souls. Of your people in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for mercy, we pray for grace, we pray for favor in the name of the Lord Jesus. We ask, O、oh、God, that you stretch forth your mighty hand even upon us. The Bible says that the entrance of thy word giveth light and it giveth understanding even unto the simple. We ask in the name of the Lord Jesus that the light of your word will even shine on our eyes. Cause the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened in the name of the Lord Jesus and let your peace reign in our hearts. Your word is already anointed, therefore, I declare, any hardened heart, let your word break it even into a contrite spirit that you shall work through your people in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have your way tonight, O God. Let your word come forth with power that it will transform the lives of your people in the name of the Lord Jesus. We ask, O God. That tonight, even as your word is coming, let the devil be terrified. Let your people be edified that your name will be glorified. We give you praise, even in Jesus' precious, mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, and keep you all strong. Wow, wow, wow. It's been a while. It's been a while we met for、um, a conversation in the Word of God. You know,、um, our life, our conversation, and everything is supposed to be God's Word. So anytime we don't meet to soak ourselves in the Word of God, it looks like we are actually moving away from our source of. Life, it looks like we are being deprived of oxygen. But thanks be to God that we are here tonight to dive even into the waters of the Word of God. And I believe that the hand of the Lord will come upon somebody strongly, and your life will never be the same again. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! By the special grace of God, we have entered into 2021. Some of us we are already ending 2021 because we have. Dived deeper, even into the latter dimensions of the year, 
and we have seen what is to come and in fact what we are going through and we know that we are not moved by what our eyes can see we are not moved by what our ears hear we are not moved by anything that is in this world we are only moved by the word of god it is what god says that becomes our final decision in fact our senses do not tell us what to do but only what god says is the final decision in our lives and we give god all the praise and according to the word of god the lord by his spirit searched through from the 1st of january to the 31st of december 2021 and said based on what he sees and based on the move of his spirit that must work even in our lives Eagles Mountain International as a commission from his hand as a commission from his hand is supposed to walk according to this theme that he has given us and the theme he gave unto us is faith and obedience faith and obedience faith and obedience faith and obedience and um, he said in as much as we think we understand these two pillars even in the kingdom of God tonight he's going to open our eyes a little bit even on the foundations so that we can gird up our lungs and begin to chase after him we will now know and understand even basically what faith means and getting into obedience as well and i believe strongly that whatever god has purposed to do tonight is going to cause somebody's spirit to be regenerated somebody's soul to be transformed and somebody's body to be conformed even to the image of christ in the name of the lord jesus hallelujah position yourself well and get ready even to soak yourself into the word of god all right all right get ready get ready we've been talking about faith and um most of the things that i said during um the beginning of this month actually i was just preaching and um we are now about to dive into um the dimensions of the teaching and i believe that I can break things down by the special grace of God so that we can understand the mind of God even concerning faith. All right, all right. And I know many of you, you've heard this word faith, 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 faith. In Chi, they will say GDA, GDA, GDA. Fancy people will say Jizi, Jizi, Jizi Mapa. So now, what at all is faith? What at all? is faith all right get your notebooks your notepads and your pens ready let us dive quickly into the word of god all right now i want to give when we read the book of hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 we are talking about what is faith what is faith what is faith follow me please open your heart and open your minds get ready to learn unlearn and relearn get ready to learn unlearn and relearn all right so now 
According to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the word of God declared that faith, now faith, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let us take it from the International Standard Version, the ISV. The Word of God says, Now, faith is the assurance that what we hope for will come about, and the certainty that what we cannot see exists. <laughs> I love this one. Faith is the assurance that what we hope for will come about and the certainty that what we cannot see exists wow 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 this is amazing faith is the assurance that what we hope for will come about and the certainty that what we cannot see exists let me read it from good the net NET version New English translation Now listen to what it says It said Now faith is being sure Of what we hope for Being convinced Of what we do not see <laughs> My God Faith Is being sure Of what we hope for And being convinced or convicted of what we cannot see now i want to break this thing down for you to understand so now picking faith the definition from hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 there are two main two words here that we need to if we want to understand faith we need to understand these two words if we really want to understand faith we need to understand these two words the first one is hope hope h-o-p-e hope and the second one is convicted or conviction conviction hope and conviction write them down hope and conviction Hmm, my God. The hand of the Lord will come upon somebody tonight. And your eyes will be opened to understand the things of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, hope. The word of God said, now look at it. There is a difference between faith and hope. There is a difference between faith and hope. Now, when you pick faith, faith 
the key word for faith is GDA, and the key word for hope is Emidaswo. The key word for faith is GDA, and the key word for hope is Emidaswo. Now, when we pick hope, hope is like believing that something will happen. Believing that something will happen. So now, one of your uncles in the United States of America called you and said, "God willing, next year, okay, God willing, this year around September, I will come and work on stuff and actually take you to the United States of America so you can be with me." Now, from that time, because of what your uncle said, you had hope. In what your uncle said, that in September your uncle will come and carry you from Ghana to the United States of America. So at that point, your hope is in your uncle. That is what we say. We need that warfare. That is any that's one. Now it is different from faith. <laughs> It is different from faith, but there is no faith if there is no hope. Follow me carefully. Let me say, hope is a subset of faith. Hope is part of faith. That is why the Bible says that faith. So now you let let me break it down easily for you to get it. Now your uncle told you something, and you believe that he will come for you in September. Now, the assurance, the assurance. What makes you so sure that no matter the matter, your uncle will come and carry you? That assurance actually is the faith. But you believing that it will happen is not really the faith, but the hope. I don't know if somebody is getting it. Is somebody? Is somebody get? Okay, let me let me break it down a little bit for you to get it. Now, follow me carefully. This is a bit technical, and we have not actually entered into the technical dimension of this evening's teaching. This one is just the basic, so get it. Now, I said, the word of God says that now faith. Is the substance of of things hoped for? When we read the other versions, it says that faith is the assurance or being sure that what we hope for will come about, and the conviction of that what we cannot see still exists. <laughs> so now. And I declare that hope in Chi is any that's one. And I use a scenario, an example that your uncle has promised you that he will come and work things out for you to come to the United States of America. Now, when your uncle promised you of that, he's gone back to the states, and you are here in Ghana waiting. You have hope in what your your uncle has said, 
that surely in September he will come for you. That is hope. Because your uncle has said it. But the assurance, what makes you so sure that your, father, your uncle will not fail, is faith. What makes you so sure? To the extent that when anything is trying to tell you that, oh, your uncle, he will not, he will not, you still stand and say, no, my uncle will fulfill what he has said. It's faith. That is not really the hope. Are you getting the picture? So it is actually the faith. It is actually the faith that can cause a man to receive much more empowerment to hope for something. Are you getting the picture? Let me let me just say something here for you to get it. Now, your mother came back from the market and she got yogurt for you and your sister. And she put the yogurt in the fridge. And she called you and your sister and said, go and open the fridge and see something. You opened the fridge and you saw yogurt. And that is your favorite. You came back and said, mom, mom, that is yogurt. That is yogurt. And your mom said, until you take your bath, you will not get the yogurt. But when you finish taking your bath, you can grab the yogurt. Now, because you have already seen the yogurt, you believe in what your mother has said. So at this point, something will enter you like a certain power. A certain strange force will push you. You that you don't like bathing, you can now enter the bathroom and within three minutes you are done. Now, that strange force, that power that entered you for you to go and bath quickly to come for the yogurt is faith. But believing that your mom would give it to you is the hope. Is somebody with me? Great. Great. So I've just made it simple for you to understand. There is just one aspect of faith. The other one, which is part of the same definition, is that being convicted that what cannot be seen exists and conviction is very 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 powerful here we need to understand that that a man is convinced that what he cannot see still exists now all of us here have not seen god the bible said no one has ever seen god at any any time We have not seen God, but we have gathered here right now live on Port Bean to listen to the voice of God through his manservant. We have gathered here because the God that we are actually we have actually gathered here to hear his voice. We have not seen him. But we we are highly convicted that he exists. So there must be a conviction. That is why the Bible said, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, the Bible said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. That word he is means he exists. And that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hmm. Something is hitting my spirit right now. Hmm. Follow me. We are just starting with the definition. And we will dive deep. Now, everybody under this sun has something inside his or her heart. And that thing inside that person's heart is called the seat of believing. The seat of believing. The seat of believing. So whether you like it or yes, you believe in something. Whether you like it or yes, you believe in something. Let me show you how we believe without even thinking about it. Do you know that as, we are, as I'm talking to you right now, you are breathing? Do you know that you are breathing? Do you know as I'm talking to you right now, you are breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide? Do you know? Okay, the question is, why don't you doubt that you are breathing? If I say you are breathing, why don't you say, no, I am not? <laughs> is somebody with me here? Good. Now, for you to say, I am sick, it means you believe that sickness can stay in your body. Follow me. I don't want to go ahead of myself. I'm just trying to break things down. You believe that sickness can stay in your body. That is why you say you are sick. You believe, you, you believe. Whether you like it or yes, that is your belief. And you see, one of the things about believing is that there is a dimension of believing that is not so conscious to the man who believes it. So you are not really conscious that you are breathing, but you do. It is a knowing and a believing in your heart already. How many of you, how many of you prayed this morning? Wherever you are right now, some of you are lying on your beds, some of you are seated in a chair, some of you are in a car. You know, how many of you prayed before sitting down on a chair today? You prayed before sitting down on the chair. You prayed. Before lying on your own bed. 
you see you sit down you maybe you go to the workplace you just clean your um your chair and instantly you sit you you don't have any doubt that this chair is broken you go to church you you so believe that some of you go when you even enter church you don't clean the chairs because you think that as long as it is sunday morning the ushers have already cleaned the chairs it is a believing whether you like it or yes you believe in something whether consciously or unconsciously follow me you believe you are sick the reason why you did health insurance and you went to the hospital that day was all believing first you believe that you are sick you started feeling a sharp pain in your stomach it was a feeling listen to me it was a feeling and you made what you are feeling real to you and said it is true so follow me so now you believed what you were feeling that i have a stomach problem and by believing in that pain you moved to the hospital believing that when you go to the hospital they can do something for your pain to go the pain you believe you already have now you went to the hospital they took blood samples and you believed that that blood sample can come out with issues that are going on inside your stomach and when they brought the results you took it to the doctor and the doctor looked at it and prescribed drugs for you you believed in the doctor that whatever he has prescribed when you take it you'll be healed you went to the pharmacy shop you bought the drugs you don't know who made the drugs but you believe that when you take it your stomach issue that you believe you have can be healed everything about your life is believing whether you like it or yes you believe everything follow me follow me by the time we are done some of you will know the reason why if you don't live a life of faith in this world it will look like you are not a christian i'm telling you it will look like follow me by follow me and when we are done, we, 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 I said we will have 21 days fasting and prayer. We will pray. God, change my perception. Change Change my perception about life. You will pray as if you are mad. Because the, uh, I don't want to go ahead of myself. You let me take let me take my time and break things down. So you believe. You believe everything. You believe. And you know, every man's belief brings about his conduct. Every man's belief 
brings about his conduct. And the word conduct speaks of the way you respond to things, the way you live your life. So there is so much connection between believing and way of life. You can't neglect, you can't neglect a way of life from believing to me. No. There is a link. What you believe determines how you live your life. There are people who you see them, they are taking alcohol. They believe alcohol. Taking in alcohol is not bad. They believe it. That is why they are drinking it. Some also believe that taking in alcohol is a sin against God and your own body. So they will not take it. So they also believe. That is why they don't take it. So all these dimensions are belief. But the believing is in perspectives. That is what I want to break down tonight. Okay, let's move. Let's move. All right. All right. So people of God. That is just the basics. The heart of man was made to believe. The heart of man was made to believe. There is a seat. There is a seat inside the heart of man. There is a seat inside the heart of man. And this seat is the seat of believing. This seat is the seat of believing. So, that your heart, that seat inside your heart, there are things that sit on the seat. The moment that thing sits on the seat, king, you, you, you believe in that thing. So many things are trying to sit on that seat of believing. Because that seat of believing, that seat actually, is, and when we talk about seat or throne, we are actually speaking of dominion. So what you believe in actually controls you. What you believe in rules over you. What you believe in has dominion over your life. So the moment something sits on the seat of believing in your heart, that thing has been enthroned inside your heart and it will begin to control your destiny from your heart because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Get this. Believing is the foundation of thinking. Believing is the foundation of thinking. Believing is the foundation of thinking. Write these things down. We are, we are going to write exams on this one. Believing is the foundation of thinking. Before a man can think in his heart, he must, he must have first believed in his heart. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So now, are you all with me? Good, good. Let me start. I just want, I'm laying the foundation. We are about to shoot into deeper dimensions. I'm just talking about believing because 
there is a difference between faith and believing or belief. In fact, there is something we call belief. Believe and belief. Believe and belief. They are not the same. One ends with VE, one ends with F. The VE speaks of like an action word or a verb. And the F actually is speaking of an, the object that the action is towards. So anytime you hear belief, there is an object of belief. When you hear faith, there is an object of faith. So whether you like it or yes, you either believe something or you believe in something. And that something you believe or believe in becomes your belief. I don't know if somebody is getting the picture. Okay. Do you know that many of you think if you don't eat for 40 days, if you don't eat and drink for 40 days, you will die? Do you know that some of you believe that? Good. That is why you cannot fast. This is the main reason why you cannot fast. The main reason why you cannot fast is that you believe deep inside you that if you don't eat for some time, you will die. The very day that belief breaks off from your heart, you can fast for two years and will not die. The very day, and I will show you where that belief comes from. So 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus, without food, nor water, 40 days and 40 nights, and he did not die. Why? When the devil came, look at what the devil said. If you call yourself the son of God, turn this stone to bread. Then Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. That means what Jesus was saying is that there is another life. So you think that bread can cause man to live. And if man is without bread, he will die. But I'm telling you something. Man does not live by bread alone. But by any word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So if I shun bread, I have another life which is called the word of God. The proceeding word of God. So anytime the man pushes away bread, he has another source of life. And that source of life is the proceeding word of God. People of God, get this. There are different kinds of like way of life, different ways of life. You can live on bread and co- you, that is when you are a mere man. 
you are a mere man. But them that live on the proceeding word of God, they are the children of faith. They are the seed of Abraham. They are those that do not listen to their senses. They are those that see things from a different perspective. They are those that do not say, I am sick. They are those that do not say, I am poor. They are those that begin to speak and say, when men say there is a cast down, you shall say, when men. So there is a clear difference between men and children of God. Men live by bread, but people of God live. The people of God are known as the just. And the Bible said, the just shall live by faith. Ah, we are coming. Take your time on. We are about to zoom. We are about to zoom. Many okays. The devil is in trouble tonight. Hmm. There is a way of life. The devil thought, listen to this. This is why, you see, if you are so much giving to your senses, the devil can always and always control you. Listen to me carefully. If you are giving to your physical senses, you will never leave the you, you, you will never be free from the control of the enemy. I'm telling you the gospel truth. The only thing that can cause a man to be free from the controlling effect of the devil is faith. And the controlling effect of the devil upon the senses of a man is called the world. And I will break this down for you to understand tonight. So take your time and follow me. God bless you, my son. Bright, God bless you. And Bismarck, God bless your suffering. Follow me carefully. Follow me. You will know how you are supposed to live your life. And this kind of life you are supposed to live. From today, your conversations must change. From today, the way you see things must change. It will not be an easy thing from the beginning because it will be a battle. Because faith is a fight. But if you don't fight and get to the realm where you start seeing things the way you are supposed to be seen, you are not really living life. Your life is not counted in heaven. And I'm about to break things down for you to really understand. There are so many dynamics of faith, and I'll begin to break them down one by one so that you understand how you are supposed to live life. Are you all with me? Great. Great. Now follow me. Faith. Faith. Faith speaks of absolute trust in the word of God. Absolute trust in the word of God. Absolute trust in the word of God. Without, there is, oh my God, I don't want to go ahead of myself. I want to break this down, you know, systematically so that we all can understand. Now, follow me. Hebrews chapter 1, chapter, chapter 11, verse 1 downwards. Let's, let's read. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 downwards. I'm reading from the ISV. 
Now, the Bible said, Now, faith is the assurance that what we hope for will come about, and the certainty that what we cannot see exists. Verse 2, By faith, our ancestors won approval. Verse 3, By faith, we understand that time was created by the word of God. By faith, we understand that time was created by the word of God, so that so that what is seen was made from things that are invincible. Verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. And by faith, he was declared to be righteous, since God himself accepted his offerings. And by faith, he continues to speak, even though he is dead. Mm. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch was taken away without experiencing death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he won approval as one who pleased God. Verse 6, now without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever comes to him must believe that he exists. And that he rewards those who diligently search for him. Verse 7. I love this side. By faith, when by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, reverently prepared an ark. I don't know if somebody's getting this here. God said to you see, let me just explain things for you to understand. In the book of Genesis chapter 5, when God spoke to Noah about a flood that was coming, by then, nothing like rain had even fallen on the earth before. So when God spoke to Noah about a rain coming, it was something very difficult for him to believe because under normal circumstances a man will surely believe what he has already seen before this is why thomas said i will never i will never believe that jesus has, has resurrected except i see him with my eyes and i see that he has the the the, the holes that the nails actually made in, in his palm And Jesus said, Thomas, why do you doubt? Thomas, why do you doubt? For blessed is he. And Jesus said, it is because you have seen, that's why you have believed. But blessed is he who has not seen but believed mm. blessed is he who has not seen but believed this is to tell you that in the natural men say that seeing is believing but in the spirit and in the way of life of the just or a christian or a kingdom man believing comes before seeing because faith actually speaks of the conviction that what we have not seen or cannot see exists. 
If you are seen before you believe, it is not faith. It is not faith. You see, most of you tend to believe when God tells you, maybe through the mouth of a prophet, that you will travel to the United States of America and you know that you have one auntie in the US and about two uncles in the US. You can quickly believe that, thinking that, oh, at least one of them can work things out. That is really not faith. In fact, that is not faith. But when they tell you, that you go to the United States of America within three months and you know you don't know anybody over there and you believe that is real faith when God spoke to Abraham when he was 90 years and said I have promised you you shall be the father of nations hey 90 years by then his wife Sarai was 80 years and the Bible said it was done with her according to the manner of women what does it mean? it means that even menstruation has ceased and naturally speaking a woman that is not menstruating cannot conceive 80 years menopause itself had passed but when she got to 90 years that was when she became when God told Abraham, I am going to make you the father of all nations. When the man did not even have one son, one child, at the age of 90, he believed. And he gave birth at the age of 100. Oh, Jesus Christ. The Bible says, and Abraham, so what will cause a man to forgo all the biological and chemical and physical pathological systems that this age that you have got into this age, what can cause a man to forgo all these pharmacological terms and still say I believe God and no people without wombs hey, they had issues with their wombs they went to hospital the doctors operated the doctors operated on them did surgery and took away their wombs but these people believed that they can still give birth and they gave birth to twins hey! You see, there is always a voice that will tell you, were you not there when they were removing your womb? So what proof that you can give birth? But faith forgoes what the eyes can see. Faith can go beyond. It is an absolute trust in the word of God. When God says that I will give you a child, don't say, but God, I don't have a womb. The word of God surpasses everything. The Bible even says that God has exalted his word above himself. He, God, he has exalted his word above himself. So God does not joke with his word. If you are a person that is giving to your physical senses, I'm telling you the truth. The devil will always be manipulating your destiny. You are so much, you obey what you feel than the word of God. You obey what you feel 
So you felt a sharp pain on the right side of your head. But the word of God said you are healed. No sickness can stay in your body. And you are saying, I am sick. So what you are trying to say that you don't, you don't God should put his word aside. You believe what you are feeling than what he has said. It is an insult to God. Is somebody with me here? This year, faith and obedience, the power of God will be so strong upon our lives this year. In the name of Jesus, by faith we shall conquer every strong personality from the dark world that will try to stand against what God has purposed for us. By faith, we shall run through troops and leap over walls. By faith, we shall do the impossible in the sight of men. By faith, we shall trample over serpents and scorpions. By faith, what men say we cannot do, we will do and do it again. By faith, when all men are saying there is a cast down, we shall say there is a lifting up. By faith, we shall conquer. We have already conquered. By faith. Now let me say one or two things before we move to the next dimension. Listen, faith is not self-confidence. Faith is not self-confidence. That you are confident in yourself. That is not faith. Don't be deceived. That, oh, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Now, listen to what Paul said. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So now, Paul's, the fuel of the I can do in Paul is the strength of Christ. And that is faith. Just saying, that is why I keep telling you people. We are not motivational speakers. We are not here to massage your self-confidence. So you'll be so full of yourself. I can do it. I can do it. That's not what we are here to do. We are talking about faith. And without Jesus Christ, there is no faith. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the beginning and the end of our faith. He is the one that started faith. He is the object of our faith. I said this, for anybody to believe, the person believes something or believes in something. And that something is the object of the person's belief. So faith has an object. Can you hear me? Good. Our object of faith. Now listen, I want to, I want, that is why, that is the reason why many of you fail when you are trying to apply faith. 
you are thinking of yourself. That is very wrong. I will show you why thinking of yourself is very wrong. Because if you are full of yourself, you are not actually living the spirit life. Follow me. If you are full of yourself, you are not living the spirit life. And I said, faith is not self-confidence. Faith is Christ-confidence. So Paul said, our sufficiency is Christ. Our su- Paul said, our sufficiency is Christ. If I say I am good, that good I spoke about is from Christ. Nothing else. So if I say that you, if I am praying for the sick and I'm saying you are healed, what I'm actually trying to say is not that I believe in myself that I can heal the sick. There's nothing like that. I cannot. But I believe that Christ can heal the sick. And my belief that Christ can heal the sick is actually a pathway that will cause the Christ I am having faith in that he can heal the sick to walk on and heal that sick person in front of me. So the reason why we pray for the sick and they don't get healed is because first our faith in Christ as the healer has broken or is not strong. Follow me carefully. So it is not that. Just listen to what the scripture said. The Bible said, Let the weak see, I am strong. Let the weak see, I am strong. Let the weak see, I am strong. How can the weak person say, I am strong? Now, the, the, another question here is, who said the person is weak? And who is now saying that, that the one they are calling weak is strong? Who is now saying that one? It is by getting the two voices. That is when you know the one who is even saying, let the weak. Let. Because anytime you hear the word let, it is like a command. And that command is actually coming from a commander. So who is that commander commanding the weak to to say he is strong? And what at all? Ah, Who said the person is weak? And who is saying he should say he is strong? And I'm going to break things down for you to actually understand. And I'm, I'm believing God. Seriously, this is going to be a great blessing to your destiny. Now, oh Jesus Christ. I want to give the last definition. Then we build upon that one of faith. Faith 
is the relationship between man and God. Write it down. Faith is the relationship between man and God. Faith is the relationship between man and God. Now, when a man does not have faith, there is no relationship he has with God. And where does faith start inside a man? I want somebody to get this right. Where does faith start inside a man? Oh, I said this. Oh, where does faith start? Is the heart great? The heart. Now, faith is the relationship between man and God. So, if man does not have faith, he has no relationship with God. And when a man is without faith, when a man is without, I want to just create something here for you to understand. When a man is without faith, there are so many names we can give to the man from the perspective of God. When a man is without faith, the first name given to that man is a dead man. A dead man. The second one is a mere man. A mere man. The third one is a fool. A fool. Listen to what David said. The fool says in his heart that there is no God. The fool says in his heart that there is no God. Inside the same heart that faith is supposed to build for him to say there is God. Because Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says that without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to him must believe that he exists. So if you don't believe in your heart that he exists, then you will believe in your heart that he does not exist. And that is when you fall into the path of becoming a fool. Because it is the fool that says in his heart that there is no God. So a man without faith is first a dead man, second a mere man, third a fool. Now, if faith is the relationship between God and man, then we need to understand something here. Get this. The love of God is unconditional. It is the same towards the believer and the unbeliever. God doesn't love the believer more than the unbeliever. This is God's love. His love is unchangeable towards every personality. Are you all with me? Good. It is like this. Somebody just came to you and said, I love you. First thing 
me to respond to that word from the person is that you either believe that what the person is telling you is true. So you believe in the word, I love you. And if you believe that it is true, it is from then that you can start a relationship with a person. And that relationship towards the person is the faith. So now God came and he proved his love towards humanity by causing his beloved son to die for us. That is love. It is a love proposal to men that I love you. For you to believe, for you to believe, to accept that he loves you truly is by believing in what he proved to you. And that believing is now the beginning of your relationship with God. That is why anybody who has not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ does not have a relationship with God. Are you all with? Can you all hear me now, please? All right, great, great, great. So follow me. We are now about to dive into the mystical dimension of faith. So follow me. I'm just scratching the surface so that you can understand certain things. All right. Now, if I tell you that I love you, there must be a proof that what this man is saying is true so that you believe in that love and once you believe that I love you it is you have started a relationship with me and there are so many forms of relationship and in fact one thing too that you need to understand is that not all relationships are the same first love actually is not the relationship <laughs> love the love actually is not the relationship but the faith in the love the faith in the love actually is the relationship love in itself is not the relationship you believing that okay is it it is true the person loves me is the onset of the relationship and it is in that relationship that you can make sacrifices to grow your relationship. So relationships must grow. That is why God loves everybody the same. But not all of us have the same relationship with God. Because our faith in God differs. Some of us, we, you, are, you are so given to your physical senses. What the doctors tell you is what you believe. You believe that one more than God. More than what God said. Because you, you don't even know what God has said. So the Bible said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. That is to tell you that not all people please God in the same way. Look at what God said. When his son, Jesus Christ, was being baptized, the Bible said the heavens opened and a dove 
the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily form as a dove upon the shoulder of Jesus. And the Bible said, the heavens opened and God said, this is my beloved son, listen to what he said again, in whom I am well pleased, in whom I am well pleased. For God to say, I am well pleased in a man, it is to say, Ayapaku Akias. <laughs> that this is actually speaking of the dimension of faith here. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if God is pleased with Jesus, then and the pleasantness of God in Jesus, God did not just say that I am pleased, He said, I am well pleased. That is to say, there is no kind of pleasing that is beyond the pleasing God has in Jesus. Nobody pleases God more than Jesus Christ. That is the reason why. If you want to, because God made it a way that Jesus, because he pleases him to the extreme and to the highest point, he now becomes the object of faith. So that men will believe in him and will please God. So you can't neglect Jesus and say, I believe in God. It is it is. It is a statement of no power. It is Jesus that makes our believing in God powerful and real. Is somebody with me here? This is why the Bible says he is the author and finisher of our faith. There is no faith without Jesus Christ. There is no faith without Jesus. Anything you call faith outside Jesus, it is not. It is not. It is just a believing. Is somebody with me? We are about to dive deep. Alright. Now let's dive deep. Let's dive deep. Let's dive deeper into the matters of faith. There are so many dynamics of faith. The simplest definition, simplest definition of faith is what the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 told us. That faith is the assurance that what we hope for will come about. And I've said this. And the conviction that what we cannot see exists. So now you are walking, you are Muslim. You were walking close to a certain park, school park, and you saw certain people having a crusade. And you just went to stand there. You were just listening to some things. You, you know, you don't even believe in what they are talking about. But once you were standing there, and the message kept coming, the person started speaking. The man of God started speaking, speaking, speaking. And he said, somebody came to die for our sins. So now, once you believe in him, all your sins have been washed away. And he will give you, he will come and say in you and give you the power to overcome sin. To extend that you will not be a sinful person anymore. Now, when this word started coming to you, something started melting your heart gradually. Even though you tried to harden your heart, but it was not really working. Said, really? 
Can it be? That I can just believe in someone and I'll receive the power over sin? Now, the more you listen to what the man of God is saying, the more you get convicted. Now, this person that the man of God is talking about that you should believe in, you have not seen him before. You don't know him. It could even be that the man of God that is even preaching about that man too has not even seen that man. But when he is preaching about the man, something is causing a conviction inside your heart. And whilst you were standing there, like no, you, you, you started you started sensing something within you. It looks like you were not of yourself. Then you started becoming aware. You started becoming aware of some things. Ah, really? Then all of a sudden, the man of God said, For me to show you that this person I'm talking about, that when you believe in, he can change your life, is still alive here. If you are here and you have an issue with your eyes, put your hand there right now. The, the, the blind people placed their hand on their eyes and he prayed and instantly they received their sight. And they came to testify and you were at their back. And he said, Christ indeed. Then instantly something moved you. Then the man of God said, if you are here and you want to give your life to that Jesus we are talking about, come. Something pushes you. And all of a sudden you found yourself in front of, of the man of God with your two hands lifted. And you just say, Lord, touch my life. I know I have lived life without you. And I know that kind of life I've lived without you is not counted in heaven. Therefore, Lord, I come to you. All of a sudden, it looks like life begins to make meaning gradually to you. You just don't know how things are going on, but things are working. And I know many of you, it has been your experience way back. How the Holy Ghost convicted you to believe in something you have not seen. Huh? This is the beginning of faith. So first the word came and the Holy Ghost moved upon the word that was coming to you. And he started convicting you in your heart. And once he was convicting you, he was building faith inside you. For you to believe in something you have not seen. Then now you became saved. So the word of God moves with the Holy Ghost for faith to be perfected. I will come to that dimension. Now, I want to start talking about the dynamics of faith. The dynamics of faith. The dynamics of faith. So now, faith can take so many forms. The dynamics of faith. Faith 
is an eye in the spirit. Faith is an eye in the spirit. Faith is an eye in the spirit. That's the first dynamic of faith. So, number one, the dynamics of faith. Number one, faith is an eye in the spirit. Now, what does it mean? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. The word of God said, For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, we are walking in this world and the bible says we do not walk by sight but we walk by faith so now the bible actually corresponds faith to sight and what is sight sight speaks of the sense of a man that enables the eyes to see The scriptures actually is trying to correspond faith to sight. Now, the word walk is not like we are walking with our legs. No. It is actually speaking of, just as the scripture has said, regulating our lives and our conduct by our conviction or belief. It's not like walking with the, the legs. No. But you see, before a man... Let's link this thing actually to the human sense. For you to walk from your room to the kitchen, you must first see. You have to start seeing. Because without your eyes opening to see where you are supposed to go, you will hit your head. You just don't... You hit your head actually on the wall. You just can't get up and start walking. Your eyes must see where you are supposed to go. So that you can walk to the place. So there is always a link between your leg walking and your sight seeing. So your sight must first see where you are supposed to go before your legs must walk to that place. It is the same way that the scriptures is saying that this time around we walk by faith. So now, the same way our physical legs walk by sight, there is a certain walking that we do in the spirit that that walking we don't do it by our sight we do it by faith so now faith then is the the spiritual eyes of a believer that causes him to walk in this world are you following It is actually this sight that caused Jesus to walk into the house of a man 
who had his daughter dead. In fact, the sight saw that this child is dead. But Jesus looked at the child. Now, Jesus walked to the room and everybody was crying because the sight was actually seeing a dead body. But Jesus looked at the child and switched from sight to faith. And the moment he switched from sight to faith, he was not seeing a dead child. He said, but this child is asleep. And they started laughing at him. He said, ah, what do you mean? This is a dead body and you are telling us this child is asleep? This is to tell you that faith speaks of a higher reality than sight. It is only by faith that a man can see what the natural eyes cannot perceive. This is what the Bible said. When all men say there is a cast down, you shall say there is a lifting up. Why? Because you have already seen a lifting Faith is an eye in the spirit. Are you all following? Great. That is the first dynamic of faith. And we need to exercise this. Let us not start seeing things. You see, when God tells you that you will travel and you went to work on your passport and they said you receive it in a month's time, five months, you are not getting it. Six months, you are not getting it. Nine months, one year, you are not getting the passport. Then, a lot of things will start coming to your mind. That is when your, your, your sight will begin to deceive you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wherever you are, just want you to pray in tongues. Just speak in tongues for two minutes. Lift up your voice and begin to speak in tongues right now. Belen de shila bakapaya, kere di shombalan di skila baya, kere de shelele meko shili mikapai, zebere de kete malimo skibola bakai. Shandele meko shapalada batis Shilar de simbala neki shandaba Ipate shalar de skirande tishombalabaya Ketende sedegem betelegede Zerido ko shelire bendete Kapanda pala palama kapanda pala Ipande beshelengete rekizo barade Ikosta pama lini kopa Rapo sepinga palinte kipelekete Rapa ko shapalekataya 
in the name of Jesus we declare by fire by tender let all sicknesses be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus I declare by fire by tender let every form of demonic enchantment be aborted in the name of Jesus by faith I declare let the doors of favor let the doors of connections let the doors even of miracles signs and wonders let the doors of greater testimonies be open right now in the name of Jesus I declare by faith your doors are already opened by faith your miracle has arrived by faith your traveling has come by faith your scholarship has been released in the name of Jesus we pray for anybody that is not feeling well that feeling is disappearing from your body now in the name of Jesus you are healed in Jesus precious mighty name amen hallelujah 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 all right thank you Holy Spirit we pray for our dear sister Deborah in the name of the Lord Jesus wherever she is right now let the angel of the Lord be released to minister healing to her body wherever this attack is coming from right now in the name of Jesus we lose her from the shackles of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus we declare devil lose her now in the name of Jesus she's free in Jesus precious mighty name amen all right all right somebody doesn't understand hey, what are we talking about don't worry don't worry it was just a short assignment I was supposed to handle it is settled in Jesus mighty name amen all right let's move quickly let's move quickly so now faith is an eye in the spirit faith is an eye in the spirit faith is an eye in the spirit now so you need to understand that this eye in the spirit is supposed to see things from a different perspective now because it is an eye in the spirit he sees things from the spirit realm perspective are you all with me are you all with me good because it is an eye in the spirit he sees things from the spirit realm perspective and now the bible said in the book of ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 
that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, how can you, who are, who, you are just on this earth, you are in your mother's house, you stay with your father, you stay with your grandfather, maybe you are in Accra, you are in Kumasi, how can you stand and say, I am seated in Christ in heavenly places? How can you stand and say that kind of thing? When you know that you are in your father's house, when you know you are in Cape Coast, when you know you are in Sakumono Estate, when you know you are living in Kaswa, how can you stand and declare that I am seated in Christ in heavenly places? Where from that kind of knowledge? Where are you standing to see these things? This is a realm of faith. It is faith that can let a man declare, I am in Christ and Christ is in me. It is faith that can let a man declare things and say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It is faith that can cause a man to speak about things he has not even seen before. And he speaks about that thing with so much boldness that people don't even understand. It is faith that can cause a man to say, I know my Redeemer liveth, and he has not even yet seen the Redeemer. It is faith that can cause a man even to be highly convicted in something he has not even seen. It is faith that can cause a man to see health inside sickness. It is faith that can cause a man to see life inside death. It is faith that can cause a man to see light coming out of darkness. It is faith that can cause a man even to walk. Then David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. It is faith that will let a man know that when he's walking in darkness, physically he did not see an angel, but he sees an angel walking with him. He sees an army of angels. He sees battalions of warriors walking with him in the valley. Because of that, he's not moved by what he sees. Wigglesworth said, I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I hear. But I am moved by what God says. I am moved by what God says. It is what God says that I believe that moves me. It is not what my eyes is seeing. So my eyes can deceive me because sight is not of hate. Sight is the normal way of living as a human being. And listen, I said this the other time. God in his original mindset did not make man to be a human being. Some of you will not get me. God in his original and his ultimate goal was not that he was making man to be a human being. So if you are here and you are always given to the statement we are all humans, we are all humans, we are all humans, you are actually living a life not the way God wants you to live. And that, that human life is a way that the devil can rule a man's life. And I've said this Several times, I keep saying this. You give so much attention to what you feel. You are not, you are not, if you do that, what it actually means is that you are not really a Christian. Because if you are a Christian, your life shouldn't be based on what you feel, what you see, or what you hear. It is supposed to be based on your faith. And your faith is in Christ. So if Christ has not said it, anything that you hear is not true. This is what the Bible says. Let God be true and all men. Ah, let God be true and all men be liars. Um, eh, by the time we are done, some of you will never visit hospital from this whole year. You will never go to the hospital. I'm telling you. You will never. You will never. Even if you are pregnant and you want to deliver, you deliver at home. <laughs> you don't understand. 
You know what I'm saying? One of my sisters, the one that I come after, she got pregnant and they told her, she went to the hospital and they told her that she can deliver through cesarean section because the child is not in a good position. She said, me, deliver through CS. Me. It won't happen. And she said she will not go to the hospital again. So when she was in her ninth month, her, her stomach had grown to become very big. So one Sunday we were all going to church and she said, oh, today she wants to stay at home and just do one or two things. And maybe within that um, week she can, you know, deliver. But she, she has said she will not go to the... We came back from church and we saw her sleeping on, on the bed with her child. <laughs> when we were going to church, she was pregnant. When we came back from church, she had given... And she, she's a nurse. So she cut the umbilical cord of the child and dressed the child. Every, everything perfect. And she was sleeping on the bed. When we go home, we were all shocked. This is a woman who has grown. What the doctor says is not what I believe. Doctor, you did not make me. It is God that made me. She says, God says I will deliver in peace. What are you saying? Whose report shall we believe? Whose report shall we believe? Listen, my dear, whether you like it or yes, you believe something, you need to check your believing. You need to check your believing. Don't give your ears and your eyes to things because they will change the way you believe things. And it is an insult to God. It is an insult to God. That you, it is time for you to go to school. The school fees has not come. You don't even have money. You, you call your father. Your father said, don't have. You call, then you are, you are worried. You, are, you started thinking. What is God saying about the matter? What is God saying about the matter? And many of you don't know and understand these things. That anytime you worry, you have actually said to God, God, you are, you are not powerful. You cannot do anything for me. Let me do it according to my own strength. It is a great insult to God. I keep saying this. Many of you don't understand that. You, do, you, need, to, you need to have absolute trust in what God says. And let me tell you, this is what the devil doesn't want you to have. Because when, he, when you begin to grow in your trust in what God says, you have already overcome the devil. And I'm going to show you that. Through scripture, so that you will know that this is how you are supposed to live your life as a believer. You see, this thing has killed us. This thing called human life, human being, human life has killed us. And I want to tell you something. Do you know that when a child is about two days old, that child can, does not see the way we see now. The child does not see he, the child does not see human beings the way we can see them now. The child does not see. The child has a different kind of eyesight. So sometimes you can look at a child lying on bed and the child will be looking at the ceiling and laughing. But you, when you look at the ceiling and you laugh, they will say you are mad. So what at all is the child seeing? That she is laughing. The child is seeing something different from because you. You lift your eyes and you only see ceiling. Ceiling. And when you start laughing, your mother will be like, Kwame, what are but when the child does that, nobody questions the child. Why? Because the child is living in a higher realm. That is why for a man to grow in faith, the man first 
I don't want to go ahead of myself. Oh God, help me. For a man to grow in faith, first the man must be born again. Born again. Born again. And there is something born again does. So there is a song I love. And the song says that I don't know if you have heard of that song. Great. Great. We are speaking of death. 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 Don't joke with this matter. Don't joke with this matter. When it comes to birth, because when your mother gives birth to you, listen, when you actually sit down and you understand the dynamics of man, you will know that this human body has really reduced man to a way that is actually making God an unpowerful being. This human body, this human body, it has reduced God to an object without power. This human body. So the Bible said, the spirit is willing inside the man to do greater things, but the flesh is weak. What is the flesh? What is the flesh? What is this thing called flesh that is weak, causing the spirit not to move? What is it? That is why until a man dies to the flesh, there is no way that the spirit of God can manifest mightily. There is no way. There is no way. You are alive to your senses. I'm telling you, you are weak. You are the weakest personality if you are if you are if if, if you are alive to your senses. Anything people say, and now show somebody says something you have not done. It's why when I when I show they say you don't know you look at you, look at you. You don't know, you don't know. These small small things, what you are thinking. Where is your faith? If you are you, if you are <laughs> if you are still worried about things you see, things you hear, somebody had a dream about you and the person told you. I saw something about you. when I saw it, it was not good. Well, the way I saw the thing looks like um, things were going on and something happened and you fell down and you did not rise again. And um, then after that, you started panicking. Yeah, God, is that how I'm going to die? Yeah, God, oh, please, you, you now you know, I've not lived for long. I'm just 23 years. Oh, God, you see, God, look at, look at you, look at you. Apostle Joseph Suleiman said, one time he had a dream, and in the dream he saw that he was dead, and they had laid him in state, and people were moving around the, the corpse, and he saw himself moving around the corpse again. That when he woke up, he said, devil, it is your mother and your father that died. If you know you are devil, show me this dream again and you will see. Every idea. That is how we treat matters. <laughs> I love this. He said, it is your mother and your father that died. If you know you are Satan, show me this dream again. He didn't pray too long. Eh. Nothing, nothing like fear entered his heart. After that, he slept. 
And the next thing he had, he was placed in something like a, a throne, and people were fanning him. And he said, Aha, uh-huh, this is the kind of dream I want to see. When he woke up, he just went to do his own thing. People of God. Listen, give no place to the devil. You see, the devil has so many ways and means to choke what God has embedded on the inside of you. So many things. So many things. I'm telling you. Sometimes your, your own mother can call you. Listen, this is why I keep telling you. Don't be among people that say, hmm, okay. Those kind of languages stop. We have entered into a new season. And this season we have entered, it is the season where we begin to change things because where we are seeing things from, our faith has now entered our eyes. We don't see with our eyes anymore. We are seeing with faith because eyes will tell us that my, when I look around me, I don't have money. But when I see through the eyes of faith, I see myself as a rich man because of that which I am seeing by faith. I don't speak from the perspective of the sight. I speak from the perspective of the of the faith. Then I start declaring I am rich. I will not even say I will be rich. In fact, in fact that is not faith. Saying I will be rich actually is hope. You are hoping of something to come. Hope is actually connected to the future. But when you when you are speaking of the thing into the now, that is faith. Because faith becomes an active word. When you speak the thing, it is actually in the present. You are working on the thing now. You are, that is why the Bible said, when you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the Bible, before the Bible started talking about faith, it said, now faith is. Now faith is. Now faith is. Faith is for the now. Hope is for the future. That is why we stand and we declare. I am rich. We are not saying I will be rich. I am. Because from the perspective I am seeing things. I am seeing myself as a rich man already. I don't need time. I am rich. I am rich. And the more I speak of how rich I am, the more I speak of how rich I am, the more I speak of how rich I am, the more I speak of how rich I am. John chapter 6 verse 63. He said that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The more I speak, the Holy Ghost begin to get something to brood upon. When I speak the word, the Holy Ghost gets something to brood upon. It is like a hen laying eggs and brooding over the eggs to hatch it into chicken. Until there are eggs, there will be no nothing for the hen to brood upon. So the words we speak are the eggs that will cause the hen, which is the Holy Ghost, to brood upon and hatch into chicken. When we speak the words, the Holy Ghost will brood upon the words and bring the words into a reality. But it because we started speaking the words because we have seen what we are saying already. Until we see, we cannot say. That is why after faith has become an eye of the spirit, that you see it. Faith is also another dynamic of faith is that faith is a talking spirit. Faith is a talking spirit. When you see what God has made you, you don't just see it. You say it. You say it. You say it. That is what the Bible said. In the book of 
And this is what the word of God declared, even in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. The Bible says, For with the heart man believeth unto, unto, unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There is something that is connected even from the heart to the mouth of a man. From the heart to the mouth of a man. This is what the Bible declared and said, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when the heart actually is filled with faith, it affects the, the the, the eyes of faith to see then faith will cause you to see you are rich and when you see how rich God has made you from the scriptures and even from different realms of the spirit your mouth will begin to speak and say I am damn rich hey this year I have three cars this year I have a house this year I have built a church this year I have done this this year I have done this people will laugh at you because sight is not seeing it but you tell them hey by faith I see I see I have built a house already this year I have seen I see even around September I have a car even around you begin to speak things you begin to speak by faith by faith by faith you begin to speak ah I see myself with my child even around August I see myself with my child around October I see myself with my child even around December I I see and I see and so shall it be. I have a child. I have a child. I have it. We are not saying we will have. We say we have because that is faith. Don't postpone the thing to the future. That will just be hope. But when we apply faith, faith brings that which is in the spirit into the now. Faith is the supernatural force and the supernatural vehicle that moves that which is in the realm of the spirit into the natural until a man gathers him until a man gathers the tenacity and even the audacity to push that which is in the spirit into the natural, faith cannot be detected. That is that is to say, faith is the vehicle, the supernatural force that pulls that which is in the realm of the spirit into the natural. That is why, let me show you what it means. Let me show you what it means. <laughs> let me show you what I mean by faith. Is the supernatural force that pulls what is in the spirit into the natural. Now, listen. Anytime God tells you, you will travel in March. That is the word of God. And the word of God is actually looking for something. There must be... The, the, the word of God must actually have an end. And the end of the word of God is when the word of God becomes flesh. So the Bible said in the book of John chapter 1 verse 1 The Bible said in the beginning was the word And the word was with God and the word was God When you come down to verse 14 The Bible said and the word became flesh And dwelt among us So the word becoming flesh Actually was the fulfillment of what God said So anytime a word of God is declared It must actually move its way to become flesh And becoming flesh actually speaks of the manifestation Of the word of God And that is when God is proving to be faithful In that he has fulfilled his word so anytime God declares something that you will travel that word must come to flesh and the coming to flesh of that word must there must be a release of faith it is faith that pushes a word into the flesh it is faith that makes the word that was spoken into reality it is faith that 
pushes the word that God spoke and said you will travel. It is your faith in the word that will pull that word into manifestation so that in that match you will travel and you say, Indeed, I applied faith and the Lord has done it. People of God, let us come to the point of understanding without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is not self confidence. We are not talking about the fact that we believe in ourselves. No, we believe in the Lord Jesus. Faith, we don't, our, our faith, our believing is not in the fact that things can work, but our believing is in the fact that Jesus Christ works things. Our believing is not in the fact that things can work. We don't believe in the working of things. We believe in the one that is working the things. We don't just believe in bread. We believe in the baker. And we know that when the bread is finished, so long as we have the baker, we will continue to have bread to eat. We don't spend our time working on certain material things, but we want to spend all our time yearning after the one that is the author and finisher of our faith. So that even when bread gets out of our hands, so long as we have the baker, we know that we have a lot of bread. We know that we have a lot of bread to even give out. People of God, this is where our faith comes from. Many of us, we have been moving in something different that we call faith. We are actually working in self-confidence and we call it faith. That is not faith. Faith without Christ is not faith. There is, There must be an object of our faith. The one that we look up to. The one that cannot fail. The one that will not say it is over. The one that will always stand by you. The word of God declared that Peter saw and the disciples saw Jesus walking on the sea. And while they were walking, they were all with Jesus and they said they were going to the other side. And they said, Jesus, come with us. And Jesus said, take the lead. I will join you. They took the lead and they were almost at the other part of the sea. And when they were there, they were like, ah, so how will Jesus come? And later they saw he was walking on the sea, coming to them. And they were all shocked. And Peter said, if thou be the one, master, beg me to come. And Jesus said, Peter, rise and come. And the Bible said, Peter stood got out of the boat and started walking on the sea because his gaze was fixed on Jesus. He saw Jesus. Now listen, people of God, let me tell you something. When you look at the sea, there was a lot of storms blowing on the sea. There were a lot of heavy winds blowing on the sea. And these winds actually caused the, the waters to move up and down. And that is why many people get afraid when these things happen. The sea actually speaks of the world. In this world, people of gone. There will be a lot of storms. And the storm speaks of the troubles of this life. There are troubles in this world. There are troubles in this world. But listen, when Jesus was coming and was walking on the sea, the, 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 still the storms were moving. Jesus never n- did not stop the, the storm. That is to tell you that you can live in a comfortable life. is not because the storms of this life are no more. When Jesus was walking on the sea, the storms were there, but still he was walking on them. He was walking on the storm. <laughs> he was walking on the storm. And he said to Peter, Peter, come. And when Peter had his eyes fixed on Jesus, he was also walking. But the moment Peter switched his focus from Jesus to the storm, he started sinking. Let me tell you something. Listen, there is a way to live a comfortable life. Even in this world of iniquity and trouble. 
I mean, there are people who live in this world. When everybody is complaining about coronavirus, that is when they are making themselves rich. There are people when troubles happen in life that everybody is, is crying, that is when they start laughing. There are people who are living a life above the world and above the troubles of this world. I'm telling you, there are people in this world, they are not moved by what people say. They are not moved by what the world does. They are living a different kind of life. And this kind of life is the life of faith. It is the life of faith. It is the life of faith. It is faith that can cause a man to live above the troubles of this world. It is faith that can cause a man to live up. If you are always waiting for the storms of this life to, to just get disappeared before you can live a comfortable life, I'm telling I'm sorry to tell you that will not happen. Live in comfortability, even in the midst of storm. Don't you know? Go and look at an eagle. Many birds cannot fly to certain heights in the, in, the, in the air because in the air, the more you climb up, the storm over there is high and some of them might die. But when an eagle flies, it goes very deep and high. And the storm that is supposed to kill all birds, that is what the eagle used to fly. Ah! So when the eagle gets to that stormy area, it will not even, you know, flap its wings again. It will, it will leave the wings open and the storm will now be diving it. So it will use the storm as a way, as a medium to live its normal life. So the storm actually becomes the way to ease himself. To make... There are people in this world, when troubles are not coming, they are not happy. They want troubles to come. So that when troubles come, they can live about the troubles. These are people that walk by faith. I'm telling you. But you, you wrote an examination. The results came and you had a D plus in one. And you thought your life has ended. What is wrong with you? What is an examination? When it comes to your calling and destiny, why have you lived life in a way that you have subjected your, your God-given destiny to things? What is wrong with you? Oh, Jesus. I want to talk slow, but the thing is not working. Oh, faith. Oh, faith. Oh, faith. Now, let me start breaking things down for you to understand. Let's talk about faith and the world. Faith and the world. Faith and the world. Faith and the world. Now, when you hear the word world in the scriptures, they are of two dimensions. The first one 
is the universe, the entire universe. And that one in the Greek it is called cosmos. Cosmos. C O S M O S. Cosmos. Now, it speaks of the entire universe of God. And there is another dimension of world that we really need to understand. And let me break things down for you to understand clearly. Let's read something from 1st John. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Are you all with me, please? All right. Thank you, Holy Ghost. First John chapter five, verse four and five. First John chapter five, verse four and five. Now the word of God said. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Verse 5 says, Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Now listen to what the scripture is trying to say. The Bible says that, He that is born of God overcomes the world. Let's understand some of these things. What does it mean to overcome the world? What world is that? What world is that? And why does it need to be overcome? And what do we need to overcome that world? Now, one of the things we need to know and understand is this. Let me take you to the Garden of Eden. So follow me carefully. Follow me. Now, God planted a garden on the east side of Eden. And he placed man in that garden. And said to the man, keep this garden. Make it clean. And make sure that 
every tree of this garden you are supposed to eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that ye eat, you will surely die. Now, man ate. Please, shut. Somebody is here, Shaban, Shabanels or something. Please stop calling in. Are you all with me? Great, great. Alright, now, so man, the Bible says something, follow me carefully. God said to the man that when he eats of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he will surely die. Now, Genesis chapter 3, the Bible said that the serpent entered into the garden. And when he entered, he saw the woman and asked the woman, Has God told you not to eat of this tree? And the woman said, Yes, God said we shouldn't eat nor touch it. For in the day we eat of it, we will surely die. And the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. God knows that the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. Take note. Your eyes will be opened. So first, there will be an opening of eyes. So the, the issue here is that were the eyes of men closed, If that is not so, what kind of eyes were actually going to open after man had eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And honestly, when your eyes are open, you see something. So what actually was man going to see after his eyes had been opened? Are you following? Great. Good. Now, the Bible said, Then man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the moment they ate, their eyes opened. And the moment their eyes opened, they saw that they were naked. They saw that they were naked. They saw that they were naked. That is to say, they did not have a certain sight that was going to cause them to see their nakedness. But after they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that sight opened and they now saw their nakedness. And I said, nakedness is a sign of death. From that point, Man started living and walking by the sight. Are you following? Before that, before that time, man was living by the word of God and by the glory of God. So the moment man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, 
man became flesh and blood. And he started living life according to what the flesh and blood tells him. Now, flesh and blood speaks much more on your feelings. God bless you, prophet of God. God bless you. Do you know that when a person gets angry, we can decode it in the person's blood? Do you know? Oh, don't you know? We can draw blood from you and we will know you are angry. Because there are many things that happen in a man that are actually in the blood and in the human body. Let me tell you, emotions, emotions reflect in the body. Emotions actually um, doorways in the soul, but they reflect in the human body. So if you are emotionally down and you are crying, is it not the tears that will show that you are emotionally down? Good. And those tears that are coming from your eyes, they are not coming straight from your soul or your spirit. When your soul releases that emotional state, it hits a part of your body and certain chemicals are released. And those chemicals actually act on certain places for tears to come. So we can search, we can take blood samples from you and know whatever you are going through in your soul. Let me tell you something. Don't you know, I was doing a certain studies way back 2017. When um, I was, you know, I did medical laboratory science and we are into blood transfusion and all those kind of things, hematology, the study of blood and all those things. And I was doing a lot of study and I realized that a certain study was conducted about a young girl a young girl who was around 16 years old and an old man who was around 65 that old man had an issue with his heart and was almost about to die and the old man's granddaughter was that young girl and the young girl was into athletic works she was doing high jump, short put, all those kind of things. And one day when the young girl was actually, you know, um, doing high jump, she fell and she got her neck broken. And looking at the way things were going, she was going to lose her life. There was nothing they were going to do about it that would work. So they decided that for this young girl to die just like that and for her grandfather to also die after a few days, let us remove her heart and do heart transplant and give her heart to the grandfather so that he can live then they did that that heart transplant and the young girl died and the grandfather lived <clears throat> are you all listening to me cool now after two months the old man grandfather most of the time, they will get to the house, he will not be there. By the time they find him, he will be on the field, throwing javelin, short put, doing this high jump and long jump. 
and they found the man on the field several times doing what the young girl was doing so now what is the meaning of this one what was in the girl's soul has been transplanted into the man that is why me um i'm not saying blood transfusion is a bad thing but be careful when you are engaging in blood transfusion because i know people that were not into prostitution they received blood transfusion and they started becoming prostitutes because the people they took the blood from were prostitutes let me tell you blood is not just a, a red liquid in your body the bible said the life of the soul is in the blood the life of the soul is in the blood so when we transform we transplant something from you when we give we transfuse maybe your blood to another a time is coming what you like will be what the person likes it is a matter of the soul are you following these things are heavy stuff very 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 heavy stuff and when they left the man after six six months a 65 year old man he couldn't do anything about throwing javelin and going for 100 65 year old man why because the heart of a young girl who loved athletic works have been transplanted into the man somebody says so what do you do when you need this is why many people what they do is that they go when they are fit they will go to the blood bank and draw blood from their own system and keep it in their fridges so in case they need blood they will go and take their own blood there are people that do that that's what they do they have never taken blood from anybody it is their own blood that they are receiving now follow me just understand what i'm talking about so now man became flesh and blood and now the flesh and blood actually speaks much more of your emotions and everything your physical life and everything so your decisions you take now all of them based on your flesh and blood so now when man ate of that he lost his original place that god gave him and god wanted to bring man back get this before man when man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil something happened what was the first thing that happened to man when he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil what was the first thing that happened to man when he ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil Oh, I've said this. Okay. Becklin said he realized he was naked. How did he realize? Exactly. He realized he was naked because his eyes opened. Now the question is, what eyes opened? What eyes? 
eyes opened. The physical eyes of man through which we had the sight opened. That is to say, at first, the eyes of the flesh and blood body of man got opened. And he started seeing a different dimension of what God already made. From that point, the devil shifted man's perspective and perception from the original faith that God made him with to sight. And the moment they saw they were naked, the Bible said they went to pick fig leaves to clothe themselves. So then the question is, all this while, didn't they see that they were naked? No. Why is it that they did not see that they were naked? Because they had the eyes of faith. Is somebody following? Good. The moment man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that eyes opened. And man now started making decisions based on what he sees, what he hears, what he, and what he feels. So now, anything that was connected to God that eyes of faith, that faith we spoke about to be the relationship between man and God was no more. So now, man had a different perspective. He started seeing things in a different way. The same man that was seeing the work of another person because of sight, which is a different perspective of the enemy, he started seeing another man to sleep with the man and dump the person. That is called the sight of the flesh. Are you following? Good. And I said this, when the eyes of man is open, the eyes of man opens to something. He sees something. So first, when the eyes of man was open, he saw he was naked. What kind of nakedness was that? Nakedness was speaking of a certain kind of world. Do you know that some of you, you didn't know anything about man and woman sexual stuff until a friend started talking to you about sex? Do you know? Do you know? You never knew anything about stealing money from your mother's purse or bag until a friend of yours who used to steal from his mother's bag introduced you to that kind of thing. Now, that introduction there speaks of the fact that that your friend is opening your eyes into a different world of stealing. It is a world on its own.
And if care is not taken, when your eyes are open to see it, you enter into it. Because the first dimension of it is just the seeing, and the second dimension is the entry. That is why when Jesus wanted to show we all, we were, our eyes were opened into certain things. Some of us, our eyes were opened into prostitution, our eyes were opened into um, stealing, our eyes were opened into lies, our eyes were opened into all those kind of lifestyles. And we entered into it and it became our life. So now, if God has come to set you free from that kind of life, what he must do is that he must close your eyes from seeing that world and open another eyes from seeing the world he wants you to see. That is why faith is what will cause you overcome that world. So the Bible says that anybody that is born of God overcomes the world. Which world is that? The world which is the kind of life. Listen, world speaks of a way of life. The world speaks of a kingdom you are part of. So you were, uh, you were into prostitution. You were into watching pornography. You were into stealing. You were into all those kind of things. And God... Is now saving you. So first, it was your eyes that were opened into this thing before you entered. So God must close your eyes from that and open another eyes for you to start walking in a different world. And when your eyes are open, and I said faith is an eye in the spirit. When your eyes of faith are opened, that is when you begin to see the kingdom of God. And the eyes of faith first opens when a man gets born again. So the book of John chapter 3, verse 3 downwards. The Bible said, a man called Nicodemus came to Jesus Christ. And he said to, uh, he said to Jesus, he said, Rabbi, nobody can do what you do except God is with him. All of a sudden, Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Look at that. First is seeing. Verse 4. Let's read verse 5. Then he said, look at verse 4. Let's read verse 4 before verse 5. He said, Nicodemus said unto him, How can I, a man, be born when he is old? How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter second time into his mother's womb and be born? Verse 5, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So first, the man saw the kingdom. And second, he entered the kingdom. He saw the kingdom and he entered. Now, you see because your eyes have been opened. You see because your eyes have been opened. And you enter because the eyes that have been opened can now cause you to walk. That is why the Bible says we walk by faith. So when our, our faith eyes are open, we begin to walk in the kingdom. Is somebody following me? Cool. So the reason why many of you, you still say you are sick is because your eyes are still opened to the flesh. And I said, 
these two eyes, when they are open, you begin to see a, di- a different world. You see a different world. There are people, when they hear sickness, they want to slap the person that said it. They just don't want to hear the matter of sickness. It is not, they don't see it. They don't see it at all. Because with the eyes of faith, they don't see sickness. But you, with the eyes of the flesh, you see sickness every day. And I said, the flesh is when we are speaking of what your feelings. You felt a sharp pain in your stomach. You said, I have stomach pain. We don't say that when we are in faith. Anytime you say that, you are, your eyes are still open to the world of darkness. <laughs> uh-huh. I've seen that people have become quiet. And let me show you something from Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. I want you to understand why some people have still not yet been saved. Once your eyes are opened. To the flesh, the devil rules the flesh. And we are not talking about just this body. The body is called Nipedia. Honam is the power of the devil. Do you remember that the Bible said that God said to the serpent that the dust of the ground will be his food? Do you remember that? Do you remember? Good. And do you also remember that the Bible says that in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, that God formed man of the dust of the ground? Good. So now if the dust of the ground is the devil's food, and God made man of the dust of the ground, then what at all is the food of the devil? You see? So man, man, in the state of the flesh and blood is the food of the devil. And when food is for you, you determine the time you want to eat it. You can decide to even throw it away. So anybody that is in the flesh is ruled by the devil. So if you are giving to your senses what your emotions tell you you are not living by faith you are living by something the devil controls and it is very easy for the devil to control you your emotions can start getting attracted to a married man and if you listen to your emotions you will commit something that is abominable Because it is very easy for the devil to control your emotions. But by faith, we subject our emotions to the spirit life. Okay. You can be married with kids and your emotions can still get attracted to somebody else. If you don't listen to God, 
you will follow your emotions and commit an abominable sin. Follow me. That is why if you are if you are one of the people that keep saying, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, be very careful. Be very, very careful. We are not talking about feelings. We are not supposed to live by feelings. And I'm not saying feelings are negative or they are evil. No. But feelings are very subtle. Should I say subtle? They are very weak. They are close to the dimension of the flesh the devil controls. The devil can control your feelings. Hey, you can be in a room with a lady. And all of a sudden, you start feeling something inside you that you know it is not right. Is it God that is doing that? So if your focus, if you listen to your emotions the more, so many of what you feel is what you do, you might end up killing yourself. Be very careful. You have to. Christianity is beyond sense and sensuality. Christianity is beyond what we feel. It is not about feelings matter. Until we subject. So especially the ladies. You are so much focused on what you feel. Even when we come to church and we are worshipping, you want, you, want, you want to feel goosebumps before you know that God is here. Look at you. Goosebumps necessarily is not a proof of God's presence. Okay. People, people went for um, Michael Jackson's meeting and when they see michael jackson goosebumps everywhere some people even died somebody can shout michael oh michael oh michael oh michael team then the person is dead jesus crab and continues nonsense <laughs> what kind of life are we living Let me speak to you. Let me speak to you. If you are somebody, do you know the reason why? And, and honestly, please, let's take this in good. Um, I'm not trying to speak against women. I'm not trying to speak against women. Women are glorious people. But just take this word I'm about to say in the right perspective. Do you know the reason why the Bible calls women the weaker vessels? Do you know? It is because women are too emotional. Women are too emotional. And let me tell you, a highly emotional person is the weakest person you can ever see. A highly emotional person is the weakest person you can ever see. I made this statement the other time. I said... The lowest thing a man can become is a human being. The, God, God did not make man to be a human being. He made man to be a man. Not a human being. Because a human actually speaks of a lower dimension of what God made man to be. 
It is like God bringing out um, Nebuchadnezzar from the throne into the forest as an animal. That is how man became. We came to the lower dimensions. So the time even came, people were trying to say that human beings came from apes. Look at that nonsense. Let me tell you, one of the things that really proves that a person is too human is over emotions. What proves that a person is too human is over emotions. And being too human is actually, what it means is that you have become the dust that the devil feeds on. So what the devil does is that because he knows that you are too emotional and you take decisions emotionally, he would, he would twist things in your emotions. Anything that you see, you begin to think about the thing emotionally. Anything somebody tells you, it enters into your heart emotionally. Anything you are eating, you make it emotional. Once you become and your, your entire life is based on emotions, you are not far away from the influence of the devil. And that is why our women need to be very careful. That is why when the serpent wanted the whole mankind to fall, he passed through somebody that was highly emotional. So as a woman, what you need to do is to manage your emotions. Don't say uh, we are emotional beings and that is who we are and that is how God made us to be. It's a lie. It's a big lie. It's a very big lie. Don't be deceived by that. And no women who are not too emotional. They are much more spiritual than men. Don't let anybody deceive you. And I'm being real with you. And I'm being very honest. I know women that the Bible called them weaker vessels, but I've seen women that are stronger than certain men because they were able to subject their emotions under faith. So there are women who don't think about how they feel. But almost 90% of women, they make decisions based on what they feel. So when they are even taking a decision to be in a relationship, they want to be in a relationship with the one they feel that he's good. Not the one they know that he's good. They just want to feel something. And because of that, there are many people too who can let you feel the way you want to feel. They can buy pizza, they can take you to Dubai and do these things for you and let you feel loved, but it's a lie. That's why many of our ladies, they are giving to men who let them feel some way and later they end up crying. But you see a man, man is not giving to the way he feels. 
Man thinks logically, but women think emotionally. And that is not how things are supposed to be. Don't let anybody tell you it is normal. It is not. All of us, we are supposed to think faith. Not logical or emotional. We are supposed to think faith. Are you following? I know I'm dialing some numbers, but the ladies have become quiet. Women are glorious people. They are blessed beings. Hey. But an over-emotional woman is a very dangerous person. An over-emotional woman is a very dangerous person. That is why if you're in a relationship with somebody who is too emotional, train the person and let the person shift her focus from the senses and focus on faith. Build the person in faith. Don't just quickly marry an over-emotional person. He might, she might bring troubles to you. Because what God says is this. She will say, no, I don't feel like that. I don't feel that way. <laughs> Are you all with me? Great. Great. So now, before a man can walk in faith, he must be born again. And that is why the Bible said, he that is born of God overcomes the world. How do we overcome the world? Which world? It was the world that the eyes of Adam and Eve were opened to see when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Behind the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is a kind of world. And behind the tree of life is another kind of world. So when you eat of any of the fruits, your eyes will be opened to see what is in the world. And when your eyes open to see what is in the world, you will be drawn to enter into that world. So when man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, his eyes were open. And that eye that were open was actually the sight of the flesh. And they were drawn to enter into fleshly acts. So the works of the flesh are known as dead works. So anybody whose eyes are open into fornication, whose eyes are open into um, theft, whose eyes are open into pornography, whose eyes are open into lies, whose eyes are open into doing all those unnecessary stuff, they are called the works of the flesh. Those people are called dead people. They are also called mere men or humans. And I've been saying that. If you are living your life as a human being, I'm telling you, you are far away from God's kingdom. That is why if you are a believer, don't be like, don't mingle. That is why the Bible says that a soldier does not mingle himself with civilian affairs. You call yourself a Christian. Every Sunday evening, you are with slave queens. 
at Abbey Sport. And you are there not to preach, but to sit down, mingling yourself with them. You are very far away. You don't know what you are doing. If you have not gone there by the command of God to preach, be very far away. You can't be a Christian and your friend is not a Christian without you preaching to the person. No. So you are a believer, you have a friend that is a Muslim. For like seven years, eight years, ten years, you have never spoken about Christ to the Muslim. And you are, oh no, no, no. We don't do that. We don't do that. You are playing with fire and petrol. Are you with me? Good. So when our eyes of faith are open, because the devil opened our eyes, the eyes known as the sight, when we ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, from that time, we started living our lives based on feelings, based on human wisdom and knowledge, and all those kind of things. We started living our life because we want to marry and you don't have money and God told you marry but human knowledge is telling you you don't have money you want to tell your mother you want to marry and your mother started telling you hey ima nyabotre this 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 and 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 this that is human wisdom if God has spoken that marry I beg you, anybody that advises you on what God has said, where the advice does not align with God's word, run away from the person. When God tells you, start that ministry, and you start, you start hearing voices. In fact, something can be from men of God. They can tell you, hey, take your time, oh, you see, in this life, this day, take your time, oh, take your time, oh, take your time. When you know God has spoken, forget the voices from any angle. Because all those voices that are coming, they are just looking for one thing. They are causing you to take a decision outside faith which is in the word of God. And once you take the decision based on human senses and knowledge and by your feelings, your eyes are still opened to the flesh. And at that point, the world has overcome you. But if that is born of God, overcome the world. And how do we overcome the world? The Bible said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. It is our faith that can overcome the world that the devil opened our eyes into. The world of sickness, the world of poverty, the world of lack, the world of 
fornication, the world of all kinds of sins, it is our faith that can cause us to overcome that world. That is why when we had faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and we kept growing in our faith, we started losing appetite for certain things we used to do. Because at that point, the Spirit of God is teaching us His life and the life of the Holy Ghost is faith. Are you following? Good. Good. God willing, tomorrow we are going to handle the matter, another dimension of faith, then we hit a deeper dimension of it, then we move to obedience. I just want you to understand faith from the dimension of how it overcomes the world. Let me tell you, there is a world. And that world, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Listen to what the Bible said. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. The Bible said, let's read from verse 3. The Bible said, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Verse 4, the Bible said, In whom the God of this world had blinded their minds, had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So, the reason why many people have been kept The reason why people are still not saved is because the devil has blinded. Now, when we speak of blindness, what does he mean? What is blindness? <laughs> what is blindness? Inability to see. So the devil has blocked and has blinded a certain eyes. And what is that, the eyes? Now, when these eyes were blinded, the Bible said these people that their eyes were blinded, they believed not. What is that believed not? That is to say that the eyes of faith were blocked and a different eyes have been opened because the opening of that eyes of the flesh is the closure of the eyes of faith. So the more you are giving to your senses, the more you lose faith. So now this people, the reason why some people have still not been saved is because a certain eyes in their spirit has been blinded. And that eyes is the eyes of faith. So you see, these people, the Bible called them the lost, they are lost. And these people, they are into certain things. They are into fornication, drug, they are drug addicts, they are into all kinds of things, into gambling, a lot. Because that is where their eyes have been opened into. But that their eyes of faith 
have been blinded. Jesus made a statement. He said, Matthew chapter 17, verse 17. And I said this anybody that does not have faith, first is a dead man, second is a mere man, third is a fool. That's what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 17, verse 17. Jesus said, Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless! Faithless, that means without faith, faithless and perverse generation. Faithless and perverse generation. Faithless and perverse generation. Oh, Jesus. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. Good. Now, I want to just tackle this one thing before we, we close for today. Then we handle the rest tomorrow, God willing. Now, faith is in levels. There are levels of faith. The levels of faith. The levels of faith. The levels of faith. There are levels of faith. So where my faith is might not be where your faith is. Where the faith of Pastor Chris is might not be where my faith is because his level of faith might have grown than my own. That is how come a man of God can say, be healed or you foul spirit out and the spirit might not go out but pastor chris will come and say leave this body and instantly that will happen and most of the times there were times when jesus was praying on the mountain and the disciples went to you know preach and when they went they were preaching they brought somebody to to them and this person was vexed with an evil spirit the bible said that the person was the the, the child would jump into fire and into water several times and they started praying for the, the, the child. They, they did all that they could. The spirit did not leave. When Jesus came, Jesus said something to them. He said, ye men of little faith. Ye men of little faith. For how long should I be with you? Then he said to the demon, he said, you deaf and dumb spirit, out. And immediately the spirit left so the reason why the disciples who have been with Jesus for a long time could not even cast out that devil was that they were of little faith. That means faith can be little. Faith can be little. Now the Bible said... One time Jesus was preaching on the street and a man came to him. Matthew chapter 8, verse 9 downwards. The man came and said, my daughter is sick. I want you to come and pray for my daughter. Jesus said, okay, I'm coming with you. 
Then listen to what the man said in verse 9, Matthew 8, verse 9. He said, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he, do, he does it. When Jesus heard, he marveled because the man said to Jesus no you stand at where you are and declare and I know that my daughter will be healed you don't necessarily need to come to my house now after all these things that the man said the Bible said when Jesus heard it he marveled and said to them that followed verily I say unto you I have not found so great faith no not in Israel so faith can be great There were men that were of little faith, but there was a man who was of a great faith. So faith can be great. God bless you, man of God. Jackie speaks life. Prophetess of God, the Lord bless you. Faith can be great. So there are levels in faith. And the level where your faith has gotten to determines how well pleased you are to God. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. So the level of your faith speaks of the level of your pleasing to God. So that many, many, the reason why many people say demons out and the demons don't go out is because their faith has not gotten to a certain level of pleasing. And you see, one of the things that I said, I said this, faith is not self-confidence. Don't believe in yourself that you can cast out devils. Believe that Christ can do it. Believe in the Christ that can do it. That is it. Faith is not self-consciousness. Faith is Christ-confidence. Faith is not self-confidence. It is Christ-confidence. It is when you are confident not in yourself but in Christ. That is, look at what Paul said. Paul said, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. He didn't say my riches. According to his riches. In Christ, in glory. So when you come to Paul and say, Paul, I need money, say, My God shall supply all your needs. Paul was not confident in himself, he was confident in Christ. And there were so many times he said, Our sufficiency is of God. Everything about us is Jesus. So he said in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 and 21, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but the life that I live is not I, but Christ that liveth in me. So it is the Christ in him that is living, not he himself. Until you see it that way, you are not walking in faith. When they bring a sick person before you, don't see you are the one going to do it. That is when doubt will start. The moment you see that you are the one going to do that, 
doubt will start coming into your mind. And when doubt starts coming into your mind, you have lost it. Understand this. If God wants to heal the sick, He will do that through you. So at this point, when they have brought the sick person before you, stand there. And as you are standing in front of the person, know this is Christ looking at the sick person. And He's the one working, not me. And that is when you start hearing of great miracles. So church of God, faith is in levels. And God willing, tomorrow we are going to talk about the levels of faith. For you to know how to walk with God. Anytime we doubt God on anything he has said. It is actually an insult to God. And the reason why the church keep mocking, that the world keep mocking at the church, is because our faith in Christ is shaking. How can Jesus say, if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you can command the mountains and they will be uprooted into the sea. Do you know mustard seed? Look at how small it is. If we have not been able to command mountains to enter into the sea, then that means our faith has not gotten to the level as even small as a master seed. So then what is the size and the level of our faith then? Hey! I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. When the disciples heard all these things and saw all the miracles that Jesus did that they couldn't do, they went to him and said, Master, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Faith can be increased. 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 One of the easiest ways to increase your faith is to stop making decisions based on what you see, hear, or feel. You felt a sharp pain in your stomach. It does not mean you have a stomach problem. Don't believe that. Don't say, I am sick. It is an insult to God. When you see it that way, Anytime you want to say, I am sick, that word sickness will come out of your mouth and healed will follow. And you see, one of the things that is very painful, if we are actually looking at the side, the dimension of God, anytime men doubt God, it pains God so much. The, our Christian walk is by faith. It, faith is our life. The just shall live by faith. If you are not living by faith, then your justness is, a, is actually questionable. I'm telling you, if you are not living so much on the word of God, what God says what God has said. He said you were healed by his stripes. And you also say, I am sick. No. Don't say that. 
don't say that. You see, let me speak on, on this one shortly before we close. Those times I used to hear some things and I thought it was just a normal thing. But later God started opening my eyes on them and I got to understand them. People used to say statements like, me, myself and I. How many of us have heard of that before? Good. Me, myself and I. And you see, that it looks so funny and should I say funny? So simple, like it's just nothing. Who told you? That is actually speaking of a like speaking of the three main dimensions of man. The me speaks of your body, the myself speaks of your soul, and the I speaks of your spirit. So anytime you are about to make a statement and you bring the word I because the spirit is your spirit actually is what links you to God. Your spirit is what links you to God. So anything that the father is, your spirit is. So anytime you are about to say something and you bring the word I, be very careful what you add to it. Because we are about to talk about the I am. Who is God himself? God spoke to Moses and said, I am. I am. My name is I am. So anytime you use the word I am, you are first introducing God. Then yourself. So don't say I am sick. Don't say I am not well. Don't say I am broke. When you, when you say that, you are actually referring it to God. You are saying, I am. That is, God is sick. And that is why I said, anytime you give yourself to your feelings and to what you see, you are not walking by faith. Exactly. The eye is not the body. So when you hear, when you're about to say I am, when you when you're about to speak and the word I comes first, know that the word that is why the Bible says that let the weak, because your body says that you are weak. It is the flesh that is saying you are weak. But another part of you must say, I am strong. Because it is your body that, it, that is saying you are weak. But there is another part of you that is strong. And that part is what must conquer your body. Your body must be placed in subjection to that part. Until that happens, you cannot walk in faith. And what faith does is that it brings the I am reality into the now. The reality of the I and the I am into the now. So faith looks what is in your spirit and begin to speak it. And when, we, when he speaks it, what is in your body gives way for what faith is bringing. It is then that the body of a man says that he is sick. 
But when you look into the eye, you command healing to come out. Let's understand some of these things. And it will help. God made us to live life from the eye dimension. So that the eye will cover the self. And will also cover the me. Alright. The Lord bless you. And keep you all strong. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God willing, tomorrow we are going to continue. I want to take a few questions. I want to take a few questions. I want to take a few questions. And um, we call it a day. Any question? God bless you, Major. God bless you. Any question? God bless you, favor. No question. God bless you, man of God. Jackie speaks life. God bless you. My regards to Osofo Osofo Nyameba. Okay. All right. Let the question flow. Let the question flow. Okay, Mr. Pepraji said, I know you will, walk, you, you, you will talk about on the levels of faith tomorrow, but I wanted to know the difference between great faith and perfect faith. This scripture mentions something to do with faith made perfect. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. Okay. All right. Now, what let me just touch on that okay what i always say this that i think yesterday or um last three days or so i I made this statement jesus made a statement and he said did i not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of god did i not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. John chapter 11 verse 40. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. Now, what the believing there was talking about faith. And now, after believing or having the faith, 
the aftermath effect of faith is glory the aftermath effect of faith is glory and when we're actually speaking of perfection perfection speaks of glory in every angle not only with respect to faith in christianity the bible even called that there is a perfect man do you know that there is a perfect man in the bible a perfect man is not the one that is that does not sin that's not what we are talking about but sin being sinless is also inclusive in being perfect but it, it does not mean that to be called a perfect man means you, you, you don't sin that is the entire definition of no 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 the bible even said in the book of ephesians ephesians chapter 4 verse 13 Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13. The Bible said, Till we all come to the unity of the faith. This one, I'll talk about it tomorrow. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Unto a perfect man. That perfection there speaks of the finishing of the course. It speaks of glory. When man had now gotten to the dimension where he has, he's now partaking of his glorious body. Whilst we are here on this earth, we are waiting for something. It is called our tabernacle, which is in heaven. Do you remember something that Paul said? <laughs> Do you, Jesus said something here that many of you get it wrong. Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. How many of you have, have read that scripture? In my father's house, there are many mansions. Good. And what many of us think is that when we, it is heaven, where there are many buildings in heaven. That is not true. Should I say that is not? That is not what Jesus was trying to say. So now, in my father's house so now what is the father's house that is the point you need to know when you understand the house of the father that is when you understand the mansions as well if you understand the house of the father to be buildings in heaven you might get things wrong listen to what paul said <laughs> paul said that we have an earthly tabernacle I want to give you the scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. Listen to what Paul said. Paul said, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, what is Paul talking about? It is not the house that your father has built in Sakumono estate. No. It is not the house that you have built in Amasaman. Paul said, if, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, he's talking about the body, the body, the body. Exactly. He said, for we are convinced that if these bodies we live in, <laughs> I love this version. So this body is called an earthly house, an earthly house. And Jesus said, In my father's house 
in my father's house. What is the father? We are talking of God the father. And his house, the Bible said this house were not made by human hands. Do you know that? This earthly house were made by human hands. And what are the human hands? It is from the chromosomes of our mother and father. Which is our body. So whether you, when you are born, whether you like it or yes, you either look like your father or your mother or, from, or like anybody in their lineage. If I'm answering your question also, are you all following? So Paul said, if this earthly house if this earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building. Look at what Paul is saying. We have a building of God. What is that building of God? The house of the Father. And listen to what he said again. A house not made with hands, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. <laughs> I love this scripture. So hey, as we are here right now, we have a glorious body. And our main assignment is that that glorious body will come on us. We will be in that glorious body. And there are two ways of receiving that glorious body. And this is what Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. So the two ways is that you can die and go to heaven and take that glorious body. Or you can still live on this earth and that glorious body will clothe you. So when you die and go to heaven to take that glorious body, you have partaken of the resurrection that Jesus said he is. But when you live on this earth, and you groan, and that glorious body comes upon you. Once you are still alive, you, are, you have partaken of their life. So it is either you partake of the resurrection or you partake of the life. Because a man can only be resurrected when he has died. But a man that has life is not dead and cannot be resurrected. So get this. Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. So now, this house that Paul said we even have, there are many mansions in them. So what are the mansions in the house? We are not talking about that one today. Alright, so just understand. Jesus is not talking about buildings in heaven. Where we will go and say, ah, this is my, this is my room. You say, God, where is my key? The <laughs> oh. When will we understand some of these things? See, we just take one scripture and we base a different understanding out of it and we, we just get confused. But don't be confused. Get that. So, so from perfection of faith. Faith, Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you shall see the glory of God. So what faith is looking for is glory. The end of faith is glory. Let me just explain it a little bit for you to understand faith is the converter of the word into flesh faith is the converter of the word of god into flesh so god said you will travel when you believe in that word you will see the traveling no, the traveling will actually manifest in the flesh. When the traveling manifests in the flesh, it is called glory. 
It is only in that that glory can be given to God. Because he has been faithful to his word through your faith. So John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible said in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 14 says, and the word became flesh. So now the word that was with God was sent and it became flesh. It became flesh because of the spirit. Now, anytime the word and the spirit comes together, faith is at work. Anytime the word and the spirit comes together, faith is at work. Now, if I say to a sick person, be healed. If I say to a sick person, be healed. I have spoken just a word. So what if the person gets healed? What actually happened? Is it the word that healed the person or the spirit behind the word that healed the person? Because John 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. So when I speak, it is the spirit in the word that will actually bring life to your body for you to be healed. And the working of the word the spirit together is actually the work of it and they work together to bring into manifestation what was spoken and the moment the word becomes flesh look at what the bible said and the word became flesh and we saw his glory <laughs> my god so when the word becomes flesh all that you see is glory so what faith is actually looking for the aftermath effect of faith is glory that is when we say faith has been perfected so the perfection of faith is actually glory. So did you get that? Good. God willing, tomorrow I'm going to break these things down. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to talk about, I'll go very deep and talk about the anatomical, the physiological, psychological and all the other counts of faith so that you will understand and begin to walk in great faith god bless us and keep us strong in jesus precious mighty name amen all right so please today i just laid foundation on faith i just laid a foundation on faith god bless you lydia god bless you god bless god bless you lydia Ousu. god bless you all right god bless you all prophetess jackie jackie speaks like god bless you woman of god my regards to husby god bless you god bless you all all right so the lord bless us all and keep us strong in jesus name governor i love you more cry my son junior god bless you god bless you so we shall meet god willing tomorrow in the afternoon for lunch prayer fire god willing tomorrow we are zooming into a higher dimension of prayer so please get your loins ready to fire prayer last year was our year of prayer and this year is our year of faith and obedience and one of the things understand this do you know that faith has something that accompanies it if you claim you have faith something must manifest and those things that manifest when you have faith that proves that you have faith is called works so the bible says that just as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead and faith has given birth to a lot of things 
Nobody can pray without faith. Nobody can pray without faith. So, prayer, prayer is a child of faith. Prayer is a child of faith. Righteousness is even a child of faith because until you believe, you are not righteous. So we need to understand some of these things. Faith is not something we talk, we toil with. I'm telling you the gospel truth. Faith is not something we joke with. It is our life as Christians. It is like oxygen that you are breathing. If we close your nose and your mouth, you can die. It is the same way. If you don't have faith, you are dead. You are called a dead person. Yeah, I'll talk on that. Great. That scripture is very powerful. I'll talk on that, God willing, tomorrow. And I'll let you know. I'll let you understand the word of what the word of God is. And I'm going to tune some of you your minds for you to know that the Bible is not necessarily the word of God. Somebody said, hey, what is this man saying? Do you know the word Bible is actually the, the word Biblios, which means a book. A book. So Bible is a book. It is just like your physics book that you have. Just that, just that somebody's already getting offended. <laughs> what is this man of God trying to see? Are you telling me that my Bible, but you cry as you are speaking, you are speaking from the Bible. What are you trying to see? Listen, that is why you need to sit down and understand me well. I'm not attacking, hey, I'm not attacking our, <laughs> but I want you to know this. Have you been to, um, do you know that when you can go to court and see Bible there, but still people will be lying? The shrine, 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 there is Bible there. There are occultic people who use Bible to chant. Don't you know that? Okay. Now, the Bible is the only compendium of the, let me see, the only accurate compendium of the history about the relationship of God and man. Go and read something in the book of Job. In the book of Job, the Bible said the time came when the sons of God came to present themselves before God. Satan was among them. And God asked Satan, from whence cometh thou? And Satan said, it is not that God said. So the Bible that we have, the word of Satan is in it. <laughs> and Satan said, I have come here be, through the to and fro movement and side and side movement of the earth. Satan Go and read the book of Matthew chapter 4. When Jesus was taken to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, Satan came and he spoke. He said, if you claim to be the son of God, it was not God that was speaking, it was Satan. 
Yes, human beings spoke in the Bible. Demons even said to Jesus, Don't cast me out before my time. <laughs> It was a demon that spoke, not Jesus. Men spoke, demons spoke, Satan spoke. Angels spoke. Angels spoke to Daniel. Angels spoke to John. Yes. So the Bible that we have actually has voices of different beings. So the ultimate word of God is not necessarily the Bible. That is to tell you that the word of God can even be something that is not written. <laughs> the word of God. Can be something that is not written. And God willing, tomorrow I will start breaking things that for you to know how faith works. Amen. Some people are confused. <laughs> what is this man of God trying to say? Hey, that the Bible, hey, man of God, what you are saying there, I don't understand. No. Hey, the Bible is what our fathers gave us. The Bible, <laughs> oh, my dear, relax, relax, don't play your nose. A more in it. <laughs> can, I, can I shock you by something I'm about to say? Can I shock you? Okay, you know, we are in 2021. So when we go back, we can go back to 2000, we can go back to 1990, we can go back to 1860, we can go back to 1520 something. Now, 1500, which is 1500, that was when the Bible was compiled. That means Peter, James, and all those people, they never had the Bible. So, how did they grow their faith? How? Look at a man called Cornelius. Cornelius, he did not have the Bible, but he was seeing angels from God. <laughs> How did he build his faith? People never had the Bible, but these people that never had the Bible, ah, in fact, the Paul, Paul that wrote the epistles, he was the one that wrote them. He never had, all he had was what he wrote. But look at the things Paul did. So, faith does not necessarily. Come from the Bible, but faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So now, what then is the word of God? Join me, God willing, tomorrow, and we'll handle that. God bless you and keep you all strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. All right, all right, all right, all right. God bless you all. We shall meet God willing tomorrow in the afternoon. Ah, I think somebody has a testimony. Okay, okay. Somebody has a testimony. Do you know that some of you have been reading the Bible from cover to cover, but still, when we say go and pray for the sick, you begin to doubt.
you have, you have read the Bible from cover to cover. Hey, you can quote scriptures and speak with an apostolic voice, with the apostolic voice. I speak to your sickness, come out of this body, but you don't believe what you are saying. You just don't believe anything. And you see, many people think that is, that is power. So a man of God will line up words and rhyme them. <laughs> and when he's talking, he say, Ha, somebody came to tell you that until you adventure in your future, you cannot feature in the A. Then the thing them say, Kai power. Mm, ma, mm, power. My dear, my dear, this is this is no power. I know people who don't speak. Hey, they don't talk, they don't just speak. But they just look at something and things begin to change. They change things without saying words. So where 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 did this faith grow? Until you come to the place of understanding what the word of God really is. I'm telling you, you cannot grow faith. And let me tell you, the original idea, the ultimate goal of God is not for us to be to be limited by 66 books. <laughs> oh, so prophetess Jackie, I want to stop, but it is not stopping. <laughs> The original goal of God is not for us to be limited by 66 books. Do you know what God wants us to become? In fact, God wants us to become a living epistle. That we become the word of God ourselves. We, we are working as the word of God. That when somebody wants to understand love, he looks at us, our lifestyle. That's what the Bible said. We are living epistles that the world is watching and reading. So when you read the scripture, and the word of God says that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. God, God's ultimate goal for you is not for you to read it, but it is for you to become what is written. Become the word that is written and live life beyond 66 books. The goal is to become the word. It's for the word to become flesh. This is where faith works. Faith brings the word into flesh manifestation. And that is when we see the glory of God. Full of grace and truth. Until you become the word, you are not glorified. Look at this. This is why the Bible says that the word of God is a mirror. And when we look into the mirror, we see ourselves. And when we see ourselves, we begin to change from one glory to another. There is something about the word and glory. And there is something about faith and the word. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when you hear by the word of God, you now become the word. You are not just hearing to go and say it. You are hearing to become it. And when you have become the word, that is when you have become the glory of God personified. So we are becoming what God said we, we are. God said we are healed. We are becoming it. We are not just reading it. And there is a way to become what the word of God is. And honestly, <laughs> I'm going to let you know. 
Can I tell you something? <laughs> I want to ask a question that some of you will think about it、uh, throughout the night. Okay. If faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, how can a deaf, a deaf, how can a deaf person grow faith? Because faith comes by hearing. If the person cannot hear, how can he grow faith? <laughs> how can a blind person who cannot read the scriptures grow faith? How can a dumb person? I want to even ask another question. The Bible said in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, the Bible said, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That means if you don't confess, you cannot be saved. What about a man that is dumb that he cannot confess? Can't that man be saved? Yeah. So, I want you to go. There's an assignment. How can a deaf, dumb, and blind person grow faith? And God willing, tomorrow I'll get the answer from you. God bless you and increase you all in the name of the Lord. Don't be restricted. Hey, there are people who never had the Bible. But they, 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 have, they, they grew in faith more than those of us who have. Some of us, we have all the versions. We have King James. We have Queen Sheba. We have、uh, um, Linguist, Linguist Emmanuel. <laughs> And all the. All the all <laughs> But still, we cannot grow. Hey! So, what, what at all is the word of God? And what at all is faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God? What is the hearing? What does it mean? Is it by hearing with the ears? No, that is not the ears that the Bible is talking about.、Too. Look at what Jesus said. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that hath an ear. Well, that, this one is not talking about the physical ears. So, it is the voice of the Spirit that actually causes faith to grow in a man. And the voice of the Spirit is not heard with the human ears. There is a different ear. And that one, even deaf people can hear that voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. have, have you answered the question, Grandpa? <laughs> All right, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you all and keep you strong. God willing. So, I want you to sit down, think about things. You now start growing because you have been reading the Bible, and still you are not growing in faith. So, what is the matter? What at all is the matter? Those who did not even have the Bible grew in faith. So、what is the matter? God bless you.
and keep you all strong. God willing, tomorrow in the afternoon we shall meet for lunch prayer fire, and in the evening we shall continue with our teaching session. God bless you and keep you all strong. All right, so I'm going to upload the message here. So those of you who couldn't um get things from the onset, you can download and listen to it. And also when you download, share it, share it to all your friends, your enemies, and your frenemies, and tell them. That the word of faith has come to them. God bless you all and keep you all strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. We shall meet God willing tomorrow. Bye bye. Lift your two hands. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We give you all the praise and the glory. Shaba 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 Wow, I have a testimony. Share, share the testimony. The Adansian, eat, eat the testimony. The Adansian, my God. Hello, Sofu. Hello, 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 can you hear me? Hello. Okay, all right. So yes, please, I can hear well. you. Okay, so we'll share, share the yes, testimony, uh, the dance here. Reverend, um, please. God, God, <coughs> God richly bless you so much for yeah. Everything that you are doing for us. In fact, oh. you are really a great gift wow. bless God. to me wow. personally. And Amen. God richly bless you. Mm. This evening, I couldn't join early because um, we were okay. having a meeting online. Yeah. Yeah, we're having a meeting online. And so, I, when I finished the meeting, I I was led by the Holy Spirit to okay. prophesy to a few people, mm. and then so forth. It wow. was it was just amazing. Wow! It was just amazing. My it God! It was just amazing. My God! Hey! It was My just God. amazing. Mm. Your 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 teachers are really wow. helping. Wow! Ah, it was. Wow, it was, it wow, was just amazing. Wow. Mm. I picked the same young man. Mm. I, I didn't know them. I didn't know them. I was just picking them and I was just prophesying. And it was just like mm. so on point. <laughs> Actually, I picked mm -hmm. a certain young young lady. And then I, I, I was telling her that she should 
pick um Stacy Martin as a case study okay. and then steady here. I was just speaking sure. out of inspiration by the spirit. And she actually said this is someone that she has been following. She wants to be like her. She loves the way like she she mm. interviews people, calls people onto a program and then like mm. ask them questions about Hello, Zavu, can you hear me? Hello, Zavu, can you hear me? Oh. Mm-hmm. Putting mm-hmm. more effort. Because there was going to bring, there was going to come a great, mm. you know, breakthrough out of that. And then he told me that he's into this software engineering and then this, uh, you know, wow. app development and all that. And I was just telling him that it's just, and he was saying that there, mm-hmm. there have been some offers that mm-hmm. actually have started coming to him. And then they are trying to tell him to work on certain applications for him and me. Wow. It's so much of wow. a blessing to him. And also, for wow. it was, it was, it was wow. just amazing. I was just picking mm-hmm. people by the spirit mm-hmm. and then just prophesying wow. to them all over the place. Wow. This is amazing. This is amazing. Amen. Amen. God bless you, pa. God bless you, pa. Wow, wow. We give God all the praise. We give God all the praise. Amen. All right. All right. God bless you. Wow, that is just amazing. School of the prophets. My goodness, the devil is a bastard. The Lord is indeed working in our midst, people of God. The Lord is working indeed in our midst. Becklin said, how do I join, please? Okay, I'm going to add you to the page. And I remember Osofo Jerry to prophesy to a certain lady and was so on point. So, 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 so on point. But, and it's of mommy gifted too. It's, it's just been, and the other time, I think 31st, we were giving the testimonies. So of mommy Gloria also gave her testimony. It was just mind-blowing. It was just mind-blowing. And we, we just bless God for everything. You know, and we know Yeah. And I'm not speaking much of myself, but one thing I want us to know, and they say, not all prophets can train other prophets. It is not because they are not good prophets. That is not the assignment. And when God called me, he gave me a specific assignment. He said, raise eagles unto me. Raise eagles unto me. So honestly, it is my work and my assignment. And I don't really struggle in bringing... So God, by His grace, gave me a lot of understanding in how in the prophetic quickly and on how to raise others. When you come close, then I so to kind of be prophetically inclined. I say, very serious. Because I know what God can do. What the assignment he gave me, so I'm not the one doing it, it is God. 
it is God. And I, I'm telling you, if you stay focused, I'm telling you, God will do mighty things. God will do mighty things. And I know this year it will move to a higher level in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you. God bless you all and keep you all strong in the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay, anointed gift says she has a testimony. Okay, so mommy, you can also call in and share your testimony or you want to type any of them. Hey, Osovo Ralph. Wow. Osovo Afishiapo. I believe everything is fine. It's been a while. I will see a bunk on my tail catch. Oh, it's. Wow, we bless God. It's of Mami Gifty calling in. Oh, she's typing. Okay, okay. Hello. Hello, Zof Mami. Shalom. Hello. Zof Mami, eat the testimony. Dear dancing and dear dancing and share radius. Dear dancing and share radius. Um. For some time, I've been stressing myself a little about business. I know that has been talking to me. Everybody has been talking to me. And I, um, I actually do God um, the praise. And I also thank you a lot for all the time and the patience that you have. Um, I, I, one of my, I would say, daughters came to visit me. Um, two of the things that I'm worried, I, I've, I've been stressing myself on, I got the answers today. So, one of my daughters came over. I'm actually looking for a website which you are aware of it. And the ones that I've been asking, they've been telling me a lot of things. So, when my daughter came here and we were going, she was like, oh, um, I've got a domain, I've got, a, um, I've got to um, publish something. So I asked her, what are you going to publish? What do you do? And said, ah, may e-commerce website. My God. Hey! Then please, let's go back inside and let's talk. And we spoke. The thing that I think is impossible and a lot of people are giving me so much, um, saying so much things and so much money and stuff. And she said, don't worry, I'll do it for you for free. Yeah, my God, I'll do it for you for free. And and I'm also worried mm. about a warehouse. And one of the guys that came mm. to visit me today, she was like, "Ah, many contract. They call your contract to come out." And I said, "Ah, what kind of contract are you going to do?" I see, they see warehouse. <laughs> hey, ah, thank you. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> today, only today, wow. now. Wow. <laughs> Most of my worries have been taken away. So I'm so happy and I wanted to wow. give God the glory. And I, I got a miracle money. Wow. That's, 
I have eh, to say. See, so, mommy mentioned the amount because miracle money. <laughs> when you mention the amount, it will boost the faith of others. So, mommy, now amount is the same. I got a miracle money of thousand five hundred and seventy-two Ghana cedis. Hey, <laughs> hey Jesus. People will be salary, will be salary. Just like that. Wow. We bless God. I pray that this testimony, greater testimonies will come your way, and all your worries have been taken away in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. We bless God. We bless God. Hey. People of God, thousand five hundred and seventy-two Ghana cedis. Hallelujah! <laughs> hey, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. All right, we bless God. I I pray for you. I stand on my altar. Connected to the altar of my father, the major prophet KKD, and I declare anybody believing God for financial breakthrough, anybody believing God for the fruit of the womb, anybody believing God for marriage, anybody believing God for traveling, anybody believing God for a job, I declare it is hereby released in the name of Jesus. It is settled in the name of the Lord Jesus. Don't think twice about it. That is the only thing we know and believe. It is settled. God bless you and keep you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Bye bye.